I wasn't nervous until we started running. And then I got really nervous and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Welcome to Part-Time Athletes, a podcast that interviews real people about their fitness journeys. That was Gracie Q coming to you from her apartment in Mesa, Arizona. And this is your host, Bree Outside, also joining you from Mesa, Arizona. In this episode, we're talking to Gracie about training for her first half marathon. So Gracie ran the 2020 Lost Dutchman Half Marathon. Just one disclaimer, if you choose to apply any advice or opinions from this podcast or its guests, you do so at your own risk. Now athletes, let's get started. So did you play sports in school or did you run before? I did a lot of running, but that was in like junior high where they would make you run the mile for PE, and I ended up doing it pretty fast. So I guess that if you ran a second mile, you got extra credit. So I would run like two miles in 15 minutes. So the PE coach was also the cross-country coach. So I ended up doing cross-country and track during junior high, but then I ended up just doing band during high school, so I stopped for a long time. But I also did... I dabbled in everything because I just, I have to do everything, even if I'm not good at it. So I did softball, um, basketball. What else did I do? I just wanted to be a part of everything. Uh, Badminton. And I think that was it. But if I could get on the team, I would be on it, even if I couldn't play, just because I wanted to be a part of it. That's hilarious. (laughs) And I'm still like that now. So it doesn't matter what it is. If somebody's doing it, I want to be a part of it. So then how did you start running again? Because that was was junior high and then what high school. How many years before you started running again? A lot of years. A lot, a lot of years. So I ended up having Sophia and Sebastian. And I guess I just wanted to get back into exercise. And I feel like running is the first thing everybody turns to because you're like, hey, running, it's easy. You know, you just get out there and you run in your neighborhood. But I guess I didn't realize that there's actually a lot more to it than that. So I ran, I trained for a 5K and I ran a 5K. And then I just stopped again for like years. And then finally, I think I watched a YouTube video about running a marathon. And of course, I was like, I want to do that. So then I started training again. And I met you and you ran the marathon. And I was like, Oh, my God, that's so inspiring. I have to go run a marathon. So wait, when was the 5k? The 5k? That was years ago. I want to say that was 2015, 2016. And it was incredibly slow. I want to say it was like the South Mountain Classic. And I trained with two friends for it. But it wasn't, I didn't know anything about running. So it was basically just going and running a mile and then seeing how that went. But I didn't actually do any research. So I could have done a lot better than I did. But I just pretty much ran. So that's a really big jump, a 5K to a full marathon. And I know the full marathon ended up being a half marathon, which happens. And it's still really impressive. But did you ever think to do like a 10K or a 15K first? Or it was just a big, I want to do the full because of that video. It was the video. I was like, go big or go home, right? And in the video, she had never 
done any running, I don't believe. So I was like, if she could do it, I can do it. But even though that video, I guess she was like a professional cyclist. So she was definitely in shape and I was just not doing anything to, hey, let's run a full marathon. So I think we signed up for that full marathon right after I ran it. So that was like February. So we had a whole year to train. Um, But being the first really, really long race that you trained for, um, how did you go about starting that training? I started from the very beginning just because I, I couldn't even run a full mile, I think, when we first signed up because it had been so long and I was so out of shape that I just started running with the the Nike Run app. And then I remember it was like, oh, run half a mile. Oh, run for 15 minutes. And I was like struggling to do it. But eventually it built me up to, I remember the first time I ran a full two miles, I remember messaging you and being like, oh my God, I ran two miles. And it was like so exciting. So what, what do you think the hardest part for you was about that training, even though, because we had a whole year, we knew we were going to do it, but outside of like planning, what do you think the hardest part was? Um, just sticking with the actual plans, just because I feel like your motivation eventually runs out where I just didn't feel like going. But the thing is, when you do run, you never regret it. You're never like, oh, I wish I didn't just run five miles. It, it's a, it, You always feel really good afterward. But I, a lot of nights I'd be like, you know, I'll just do it tomorrow morning or I'll just do it later. And then it was just, just like mentally, I think running is the hard part that even if your body can do it, you're just like, oh, I just want to stop and walk for a little bit. And that's where it kind of goes downhill because then I just want to walk the whole thing or I just don't want to run. So I think that was the hardest part for me, just mentally knowing that I could keep going, but not wanting to. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I thought you were crazy because you always wanted to run at night. Like you were running at like 10 o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. And even in the summer, I was like, it's too hot. It's still like a hundred degrees at nine o'clock at night. (laughs) Yeah, it It was crazy hot, but I, first of all, I'm not an early bird, so I couldn't wake up even if I wanted to. And um, so I would just talk myself out of it until it was like nine and I'd be like, you know what, I'm just going to go do it. So it was like nine o'clock. I was running however many miles I needed to that day. And it was really hot, but. And, and then I realized that the most safest neighborhood either. So I, I was don't. always worried. I was like, somebody's going to mug her or like harass her. <laughs> Yeah, if I had only watched my Criminal Minds binge then, I probably would have been a lot more careful. But yeah, I just that's just when I would do it. And then this year I can't I can't do it. It's too hot. I've been trying to wake myself up in the morning to go because I can't even be outside at night. It's too hot. And then you have two small children, so how did that impact your training? Um, I think it helped because they were really like, I didn't want to lie to them about running. And they were just like, did you run today? Like they were really motivating. (laughs) And then I also, yeah, they were really on me about running. They're like, well, I haven't seen you run or I haven't seen you stretch. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, about that. (laughs) So they really kept me on it. And then also Sophia was just really interested in going with me to run. And she's actually really good. So I was really surprised. I wanted to get her involved with Girls on a Run this year, but because of COVID, she's not going to be going back to school. 
but she's really good at like pacing herself and running the entire way. It's Sebastian that takes the walk breaks because he likes to sprint. But yeah, I think just having to make time because it's harder with them, but they also like to join in. So I thought that was something fun that we could all do. And it helped motivate me. Fast forward to race day. How did you feel race morning? Surprisingly, not nervous at all, which is shocking. I think I was just tired because we had to wake up at like three and that's when, usually when I go to bed. <laughs> so I guess I wasn't really thinking. I was just kind of like a zombie mode, just getting ready to go. But in my head, I just kept thinking this is like a trial run because <laughs> I knew because I ended up liking it so much that I knew that I would do it again. And since it was my first one, I just thought, you know, I just want to finish and then not even worry about the time. I just want to cross the finish line and then next year I'll do better. That's what I just told myself. Actually backing up because at some point, I think it was around December or November, you and I both realized that we were just not going to be ready to run the full marathon. And we were like, we can be super miserable for five, six hours trying to finish the full marathon, or we can run the half marathon and have way more fun. Um, So did you feel disappointed at all? I was a little bit disappointed, but I knew that it was unrealistic for me to even jump to such a large race without ever having run anything more than a 5k. So I just knew that if I could do the half, then eventually I could do a full. So I wasn't super disappointed, but I realized that I wouldn't make the cut in six hours and I didn't want to waste my time getting stuck out there and not finish. Yeah, and for those, uh, it was the Lost Dutchman race, and Arizona has some really flat races, like the Phoenix Mesa Marathon. It's really flat. It's one of the best ones to do if you want a PR, but the Lost Dutchman, it has so many hills, and I did the full the year before, and I think it's like around mile 20 or 21. Um, there's that huge hill, and in the half marathon, it's it's at the end of the half marathon too. I think it was like the last two miles you have to go over it, and it is not a fun hill. I was like, seriously? So. Yeah, I was not prepared. I should have ran more. I should have done more hill training, but I was running on treadmills and running like in the neighborhood, and I was not ready. It really slowed me down, and my legs were like lead at the end of that. I didn't even think I could make it. Like I was just shuffling towards the end. People kept asking me if I was okay, and I was like, no, I'm fine. I was like, I'm going to finish it. Yeah, that – that race. I love that race. I'm really bummed that we haven't signed up yet because of concerns about COVID. But I, th- I remember I was only disappointed because I wanted that medal because the half marathon medal, it's the same as the full from the year before. And I wanted that bottle opener, that cactus shaped bottle opener. So that's why I want to do the half again this year because I want that bottle opener. I don't even drink out of bottle, so I don't know why I want it. I just think it's cool. Yeah, but it's also a magnet. So you do use magnets. Exactly. So during the race, a lot of people for half marathons and marathons, they'll describe like a roller coaster of emotions, like at various miles. I've never had that experience during a half marathon. I definitely had that roller coaster during the full. Um, But what about you? Did it, did you feel like 
miserable the whole time or were you happy the whole time or was it a mix? I wasn't nervous until we started running and then I got really nervous and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then we started going and it was fine. And in my head, I just kept telling myself, technically, you're only running six miles because then on the way back, you're just walking to your car. That's what I kept telling myself because you just had to loop back around. So I was like, just finish these six miles and then you'll be going back to your car. Um, But then at the halfway mark, I was exhausted. I was so tired. And I kept like marking other racers just to make sure I didn't lose them. Like that's how I was holding my place. Um, and then at six miles, I had um, one of those Gatorade chews and it like changed my life. And I was like in such a good mood after that. I had like three of them or four of them, which I usually only have like one or two. So um, that really hyped me up. And then I started going again, you know, back towards the finish line. And then at like mile 10, I was so, so exhausted. Like I didn't know if I was going to make it and going up that hill so then when I crossed the finish line, I'm pretty sure I was about to cry. And you guys were waiting for me at the finish line. So it, it almost got ugly. And you didn't practice eating and stuff while you were training, right? Because I remember you kept saying um, you'd get nauseous if you tried to eat something while you were running. I did try like little things, but nothing too heavy. So on the morning of, I did have a PB&J and then I had those Gatorade chews. Um, I think I had a ton of the... Sour Patch Watermelons. Oh my gosh. The last couple of miles, I was just walking, eating Sour Patch Watermelons. They were that amazing. was the best candy you've ever eaten in your life, right? Yeah, it was amazing. And I, I still think about them. I don't think it's ever going to get better than that. I remember that because I had those. I don't remember if it was a long run or if it was during the full marathon, but those peach chews, the ones that are like in the circle. And I, it was probably somewhere like after 18 miles or something. And I was like, that's the best candy I've ever had in my life. Like it, it's never going to taste that good again. I did make a mistake though. And I took pretzels. I have no idea why I thought pretzels would be a good idea. I was like, yeah, carbs. It'll Then they're bland. It won't upset my stomach. They were so dry in my mouth. I thought I was going to die. I was like, <laughs> I could barely chew them. I only ate one. And then I had to chug a bunch of water afterwards. What do you think you would do again like as far as your training and race day what do you think you did right I have no idea <laughs> I just I'm so surprised I finished I just glad I went Whatever. out there I'm not <laughs> you worked hard <laughs> I guess I guess just like my mental game was on point because I told myself that I wasn't going to give up and I kept going um I feel like I could have done a lot of things better but I feel like it went pretty well overall do you think that you would have been able to do it without, because me and Urgena also were training for the exact same race, and I was definitely constantly harassing you all day, every day. I think you're still labeled as victim on Messenger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're still labeled as coach. <laughs> but do you think, like, without that kind of, like, social support, you would have been able to do as well? I would have definitely given up. That's and that's why I signed up with you because you're a pusher. So it's like I, need a push. I am a pusher. I was like, I'm gonna make you guys runners because I want people to run with. I like look at my medals now, and I'm like, you know what would go really good with these medals? Some more medals. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to get more medals because yeah, I miss. I know you didn't really like the group runs as much, but running with Urgena, like when I had the ten milers. 
Um, if she came to help me do the last five, that helped so much. It made it so much more relaxing. I think I could get into the group runs, but the reason I like running on my own is just because I like to tune everyone out and everything out and not have to think about how my legs hurt or how my lungs hurt. And like, also my breathing is just wretched. Like you've heard it. It sounds like I'm dying, but I'm, but I'm, I'm fine. I swear I'm fine. I just need to get it under control. I don't know why it sounds so raggedy like that. I swear I'm, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, and then I want to talk and I just talk and talk. Sometimes I talk so much I ran out of breath that way. So that's probably why I'm not the best at the long runs. And I think that's with other like people. Because Urgena talks and talks and talks. Because you know how she's like that in everyday life. So of course she does that on the run. And it's really distracting because like I can tune out books. Um, music I can usually get into because I'll just go into another world. But um, listening to her talk because it's interesting and it's like usually whatever relationship or other drama or problem is going on in her life and I'm like invested. So it's a huge distraction from any pain. Yeah, except I'm not a listener. I'm a talker. So I'm going to I'm gonna have like an asthma attack if I'm running and talking to someone at the same time. Do you have any advice for new runners? Like, especially if we try to get Katie or any of our other friends to force them to become runners with us? Uh, definitely do your research. Because when I started running, I was like, yeah, running, it's the cheapest sport. It's so simple. There's so much that goes into it that I didn't even think about like why my shins felt like they were going to split. And you were like, um, those aren't good shoes. <laughs> and then we went and bought like a real pair of running shoes and it changed my life. And then also just like, it's not just running. Like there's different types of runs, like the tempo run, the recovery run, and then like strength training. Like I remember getting to the point where my lungs didn't hurt anymore, but my legs were like noodles by three miles. And it's because I wasn't doing the training so I know you're taking a break right now because of summer and also, I don't. I mean, I took a three-month break too because with all this stuff going on, it's just kind of stressful to organize time to go outside. But do you think that you're going to start running again in the fall? Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to cool down. And I have woken up at like 5.30 a couple of times, but then I go back to sleep. But my intention is to run, but I go back to sleep. So hopefully once it cools down a little bit and I could like run at seven, I can start again because my goal is definitely to beat my time because that was like rookie time. But I'm like ready to like really dedicate and especially to like stretching. I know I'm always claiming that I hate yoga because I do, but I know it's like necessary to stretch. So I'm just going to have to suck it up and I guess like it. And it's strength training at the same time. I mean, it's not like necessarily all the strength training you need as a runner but like I know runners are known for having not a lot of upper body strength and that's why down dog for me used to be I was like how is this a resting pose but since I've been doing it every day it actually does feel like a resting pose now so I don't know you can do it with me anytime (laughs) I'm more of a child pose kind of person (laughs) but Yeah, no, I know I need to get into it. I just don't like being bad at things. And that decides whether I'm going to pursue a hobby or not. If I'm bad at it, I'll never talk about it again. But if if I can be good at something and running is like something anybody can be good at, then I'm going to keep going. Tell me 
and anyone listening, the top three things that you can't live without. And obviously, like air, water, that's all included. You don't have to worry about that. I know one of them is going to be the office. Yes. Oh, my God. That was going to be the first one. (laughs) It's not even the office, just sitcoms. Sitcoms in general. I don't know what it is about a good sitcom, but I could watch it forever. Like right now, I'm rewatching Parks and Rec. Um, Something about, it's just comforting. And I I read something. I knew you were making fun of me the other day because I never watch anything that I haven't actually already seen. Exactly. I read something that... (laughs) I read something somewhere saying that people with anxiety like watching, like rewatching old shows because you already know what's going to happen. And I find it very comforting. So first one's definitely going to be sitcoms. And then the second one is definitely going to be noodles, any kind of noodle. I'm a fan of noodles, uh, spaghetti, macaroni. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Especially, you know, after a long run, it's noodles. I had um, Olive Garden before the race the night before. And that was one of the best meals I've ever had. And then third, that's a toughie. What else do I like to do? I like a lot of things. Crafting. It's just going to have to be like a generic crafting because whatever I see, I have to make. So that's my answer. That's my final answer. (laughs) Okay, those are good answers. (laughs) When you started this, you were like doing my best. I was like, you know, that would make a great t-shirt. And that's it for this week's episode of Part-Time Athletes. I want to say thanks to Gracie for agreeing to be on this episode and talk about her experiences. And I also want to say thanks to you, the listener, for listening to this episode. If you feel inclined and it's an option wherever you are listening to this episode, especially like Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. And if you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, I hope you click the follow button find out more about me and my fitness journey or what I'm up to, you can visit brioutside.com. You can also find a link to my Instagram page at brioutside.com. Thanks for listening and I hope you tune in next week.